Reinholds is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Reinholds Show Podcast. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rhino Show Podcast. Today I have the man, the myth, the legend, maybe the myth, but just an all-around amazing human. Bradley is leading authority on web-based training experience, proven in sales and marketing. He's a seasoned professional with a strong base of sales management coming from 25 years in the automotive industry. We will talk about that. Brad's thought leadership has been instrumental in helping guide some of today's most effective and productive sales professionals worldwide. Brad is also the author of The Real Deal Lease Presentation. Engaging, authentic, and dynamic, Brad is passionate about helping companies discover and develop additional recurring revenue models and improving existing systems and processes. As the founder and CEO of Lightspeed VT, Brad has revolutionized the online training world. He has set the gold standard for how training is delivered, tracked, and reported on ensuring maximum performance, accountability, retention, and results. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Now, the first thing I have to ask is that, uh, is it true that back in the day you were with a friend in California sleeping in some sort of car and there was a serial killer running around by the name of Richard Ramirez. There's a story I had, I'd watched a video that you had told about this, and I just I wanted to start off with this because I think of all the interviews I've seen you talk, and you know, a lot of people ask the same questions about it. Is the one story I just thought I, I got to ask him on it because I think my audience would love to hear the details around that. Well, I can tell you if you heard me say it, I, I, I would I would bet that it's true. <laughs> First, and however, uh, yes, that is true. Um, I was, I was in California as a young man running around trying to be, you know, a movie star and, uh, we didn't really have a place to stay. So we ended up staying in a Trans Am and it had T-tops. And so we just found a little place to park. And next thing you know, we have a police helicopter shining a light down on us and, you know, a cop walks up and basically told us to, you know, move on. And uh, he would suggest we put the T-tops on and, and we basically said, what's up? And he said, well, there's a killer in the area, Richard Ramirez, the I-5 killer. <laughs> that's that's just a weird that's just a weird situation because I was listening to it. I just thought, I don't know, I got this weird fascination with true crime. And I just thought it's interesting how life kind of puts you in little brush paths, but kind of keeps you going. Everybody on the Internet seems to know you for sales sales and more sales uh, i watch a lot of your interviews uh you recently had one of my favorite people in the world uh on your show which was patrick Bid david uh i really love pat we've had him on our show uh i just find him out of a lot of the thought leaders and people that you see pushing out content he's a practitioner of what he knows he's extremely educated uh and he just you just cannot bullshit around his thoughts and and what he knows he really really knows so um i kind of view you as as the same because you know a lot of people give you a lot of credit but you're kind of an og in what you're doing in, in terms of you know talking about sales and then actually you know drumming up content around it why for you have you really took a onus on you know coming up with your bomb squad podcast and show creating content you've talked a lot about modeling success like the gary v's and things like that 
Uh, why for you, and I noticed you've made a push in recent years, and you've talked a lot about it in other interviews, but you said, man, if I was doing this maybe even a little earlier, who knows where my brand would be today. But why do you feel that's important going in 2020 business landscape? Feel what's important, sales? No, just creating the content and the show. You, you talk a lot about Lightspeed, and I'm sure it's a great business development tool, you know, you creating the content, but you're coming out a lot as your brand. You're, you're really pushing on brand. And I feel like watching your stuff over the last years, these last couple of years, you pushed even harder, like 10 times harder. Why for you is that important? Well, I, I believe consistency is key in anything. Number one, number two, you know, people don't follow companies. They follow people. You know, I don't follow uh, virgin, you know, I'd follow Richard Branson. You know what I'm saying? So like at the end of the day, I like to, you know, ultimately give people information that I've received along the way so they don't have to face the same challenges I do or I have. So at the end of the day, to me, I'm just, you know, dropping little little clues, little nuggets. And, you know, I try to keep entertaining, but ultimately I just film what it is I do and who I talk to throughout the day. And then they just, you know, go through that footage and grab conversations or or, you know, this will probably end up on there. So so all I'm doing is documenting. I'm following what Gary Vee said. He said, don't try to create content, just document. And document. it's kind of cool. I heard him say that once, but I didn't really understand it. And I used to be the guy that said, you know, what, what, what can we say? What should we say? What do we do? What do we create? And, you know, it was all right, but it really didn't resonate and it didn't catch on. So the last, I think maybe six months to a year, I just started documenting. And I didn't realize I was following Gary V's advice until I looked backwards and I went, hey, that's what Gary said that one time. And now I understand what he meant. So I just document, it is what it is. Uh, and, and I think that's where you get the most authentic uh, content from. And ultimately that's what resonates with people. So why do I think it's important? Because it, people wanna buy from people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like your mm. brand, personal brand, brand whether you think you do or not 100 you know the question is it good so i believe if you're trying to increase your business then increase your uh attention and you would get that attention from being a, a personal brand my business is, has skyrocketed for a number of reasons but but most certainly because i'm i'm becoming more um people are people are becoming more aware of me of course. Why do you think you you saying, hey, I'm going to document versus figuring out what people want, quote unquote. Do you think that's a part of human nature that you said, hey, what like what what, what should I put out? What 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 would people want? Because when I look at your content, a lot of the content you push out that does really well, it's interesting. I think you're giving people what they want. But I think the content that you push out that does extremely well is you're giving them what they know they didn't even want. And and it's in those candid moments in those discussions where you see, and I mean, you get all the trolls and the YouTubers and all that, but who cares, right? Who cares about Joe 6969, like whatever, right? But you're seeing the drum up and the engagement and the views on that. How it's extremely important for the average, like it's extremely hard for the average person to say, I'm going to document because a lot of people say, who the hell am I? Why do people care what I have to say? And I know you're at a level that you're at now, but let's, let's go back to to, to the guy just starting out or the girl just starting out saying, why does my voice matter? Why would people want to watch my YouTube video, right? How how does that person get to where you are and saying, I'm going to document and now it's making sense in my brain? 
Well, to document is just a choice. <clears throat> the, uh, the end result, you know, it's up to the market to determine whether they like what you're documenting. But to document, you just film what you do and say all day. Now, now, some people might not be doing anything or saying anything. So they <laughs> think it be a problem. <laughs> yeah, problem. So like, go get active, start working, start moving. But but to me, that sounds more of a problem. And most people have the problem is they don't believe in themselves. They don't have any self-esteem. They don't have any self-worth. And, and the purpose of that is 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 or not the purpose, but the cause of that, I think, over the years with the procrastination and the lies and the cheating and the, and the things just that we do as humans, mm. you know, stores mind. And ultimately it dictates what choices we make and it limits our belief and it causes up us to self doubt. So, so if I were in that position again, cause I used to be, <clears throat> what I would do is, and you forgave yourself, right? Call- you forgave yourself, right? Cause you talk a lot about forgiving yourself. Well, you have to, that's the point. So I, I, I implemented what I called and developed over time, what I call the sacred six. Okay. So the sacred six, if somebody applies that and continues to apply that with consistency, cause again, consistency is important in anything. If they apply that, eventually they will, they will start to trust themselves, like themselves, feel that they're worth more, and then they'll start to do more. And then, and then, you know, their life will turn around the sacred six, uh, kind of developed over time. But ultimately what it is, is number one, you have to apologize and forgive yourself for all the past transgressions you've made against yourself and others, right? Mm -hmm. Your subconscious mind is filled with memories and images and sound bites, and you don't necessarily remember them because it's below your awareness, but it's Mm -hmm. there. So that imagine like if your mind's a computer, well, that data keeps, you know, factoring into your choices and your decisions and your, and your emotions. So you can you have to, you can't delete the data. You have to add more to, to replace it. So you apologize and forgive yourself just to wipe the slate clean. Then number two, you want to commit to do what you say you're going to do. You want to have ethics and integrity. Mm. It's more important to do what you say you're possibly imagine. That will just add to the negativity. If you say something and then end up not doing it. Mm. So, so at number three is, you want to rack up the wins. They mm. set small goals. Pick five things you can do every day and you know that you can do them. It doesn't have to be big. Your mind doesn't know the difference between big or small. It doesn't know the difference between a big win and a little win, but it does know the difference between a loss and a win. Mm. So what do you want to do? You want to, you want to win. You want to rack up the wins. So like, let's say you wake up at eight o'clock, wake up at seven forty-five. Mm. Let's say you usually uh, uh, Big Mac and two French fries. Well, <clears throat> can you eat one French fry today? Like <laughs> that small, small goal, leave them. Mm. And besides that, if you follow the number two, which is commit to do what you say you'll do, then you have to do the things you, 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 you write down. Mm. So, so things will start the ball rolling. You, you apologize, forgive yourself. You commit to do what you always say you're going to do which is pretty much just a choice. A lot of people get anxious. It's like, dude, relax. You get to decide what you agree to. So just Mm. quit agreeing. Mm. Like just think a little bit longer because when you realize I must do what I say I will do, well, then you just slow down what you say you'll do. Don't jump. Hey, I'm starting a diet Monday. Well, if if you said that, you better start that diet Monday. You know, Mm. next month, 
start working hard. Next month, I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop smoking. Whatever it is you say, just don't agree to it if, if you're not fully committed. Mm. Because that will that will cause the biggest damage to your self-esteem. So do what you say you're going to do and then rack up the wins. Just set five to ten small goals every day and achieve them. Mm. Now, once you do that, what's going to happen is people are going to start talking shit. Mm. People are going to start... Uh, you know, looking at you cross-eyed and then mm. they're going to start calling names like entitled. Who do you mm. think you are? Mm. Uh, dude, you graduate. What makes you think you're, you're this and you're that you got to do what I call block out the hate and the headlines. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stop talking negatively to yourself about yourself and don't let anybody else do it. If somebody else is not support and encouragement, get rid of it. If you're watching the headlines and you're listening to the hype, mm. stop watching headlines mm. what go eventually comes out so you just block out the haters mm. then five visualize where do you want to be in life specifically okay mm. you want to visualize properly self-talk properly like someone says you know i've been self-talking it hasn't worked i said well, what do you say to yourself man I, I just wake up every day thinking man i'm gonna be a millionaire i'm gonna be a millionaire Okay, well, if you say, I'm going to be a millionaire, you'll never be a millionaire because you're telling yourself you're going to be. Mm. So you realize properly. You want to mm. determine what success actually looks like to you because success is is a combination and everyone has their own. Yeah. So so if, what is successful to you? What does it look like? Be specific. Map out exactly what you want out of life. Mm. What What is your... Because people, a lot of times, people won't even know. Mm. From when you when you have other people on, ask them, say, "Hey, what's your idea of success?" And they'll and you'll you'll see them go, um, because they haven't really thought about it. So step five mm. is really think about successful to you. If if I told you, "Hey, come find me in a room full of a thousand people," and you had no idea what I looked like or who I was, how hard would it be to find me? Mm. But if you knew ex- you knew exactly what I look like. It wouldn't be that hard to find me. So you want to you want to basically visualize and map out exactly what success is, what it looks like, and and start picturing it. If you if you in, in, envision living in a particular house, what does the house look like? What color is it? What's the landscaping look like? Furniture's inside. Where's the front door? What happens when you walk in the front door and look left? What's mm. on the floor? What's on the specifics? Okay. And then six, you want to seek new information every single day. A lot of people don't do this. Mm. You want to change what you're, you have to change what you're doing. Mm. And in order to change what you really have to change your beliefs because we behave based on our beliefs. Mm. So if you want to change what you're, you know, what you believe, well, then you have to have new information. When's the last time you changed your mind about something? Mm. Think back about what it is that made you change your mind. Well, you got new information. 100%. You know, hey, Rob, I used to think you were an asshole. Well, what changed your mind? Oh, I, I, I met you and we started talking <laughs> and I realized. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so change their mind by getting new information. So why not seek new information every single day so that your mind changes? Because if you're not getting what you want, okay, you want to change what you're getting. Mm. So if you want to getting you have to change what you're doing mm. if you want to change what you're doing you have to change what you believe mm. and if you want to change what you believe you have, to have new information otherwise you'll believe the same shit you've always believed mm. and you'll do the same thing 
it's done. Mm. And you'll get the same always gotten. Mm. So it's real simple. Number one, apologize and forgive yourself, man. Everybody deserves a second chance. Have some ethics and integrity and commit to do what you say you're going to do from this point forward. Mm. Rack up the wins by having small goals. Forget those big astronomical goals they teach us to make. Use those somewhere else. They do come in handy when you're, you know, in competition or, you know, but set some small attainable wins. Okay. Get rid of the haters and the people that aren't supporting you, including your own self-talk. Okay. Mm. Start to visualize and really figure out what success looks like so you can map your actions and your daily habits to those. And then seek new information every day. Every single day. I'll you give actually, you I'll give you something. Just one sec. Do you have, do you actually have an end goal? I mean, for you, when you look at even even you, like I look at your show and what you're doing, the one thing I like about you, because I always try to ascertain, and I'll be really blunt, when I create when I consume content, I try to figure out. Is this person a con artist? Is that person a con artist? Who do you trust? Because a lot of feedback even we get is, I'm, I, there's so much information out there, Ryan. I, I'm, I have like information obesity. Like it's, it's like a, a, an abundance of information going in. Our show centers around two words. One is provoke and, one, and the other one is curiosity. In all your guests, including yourself, Patrick B. David or, or Damon John, everybody, even the wolf, all these guys, everybody, guys and girls, they all have a one word constantly curious asking questions figuring out if that pay, that whiteboard is a whiteboard like even you you have this childlike innate uh character about you like i can t- i know you're a grown man but you you haven't lost that like what's there what does that smell like what is he wearing what's going on there and i think that comes across in in when you're talking to people but i think that's also probably a big reason why you're successful because you're always trying to push the envelope and you're always curious asking the questions but here's where a lot of people fall short, in my opinion, is it's the provoke part. Do you have the balls to say, okay, I asked the question, but I'm actually going to provoke and push a little bit to see how far I can take this thing. So for you, when you say about success and money and all these things, do you actually have an end goal or are you living your end goal? Meaning there is no end goal. It's kind of that journey that everybody talks about, but it's a constructed journey. Like how, how, do, you, how do you go about that? My end goal is to is to reach. Uh, well, again, there's a combination of things, but the, the the main overall end goal of mine is to is to exit a billionaire. So, so I want to earn uh, the title of billionaire, and with that title and you know uh, financial positioning, then I will achieve where I'm going, and then I will start to turn around and help other people achieve their goals. Um, I just want to be in a position where I have everything I ever need, ever want in abundance, but yet still have the financial ability to help other people reach theirs. A lot of times advice is great, man, but, but, but money can help even more. Like, like if someone would be a lot of money 20 years ago, I may have blown a lot of it, but I'd be much farther ahead because I still would have learned the same lessons. You know what I'm saying? Like learn uh, how to make money by losing it. Okay. Mm. You don't have to don't have to take 20 years to earn it if someone will hand it to you mm. right so example if i if you look back and, and and think you know has there been any time in your life where if someone would have just gave you two million dollars to take advantage or to invest properly what that would have spun off into like i was talking to a guy the other day he's he's you know cool really cool dude makes a lot of money um has a lot of franchise uh brick and mortars he's 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 got his own investment firm so i asked him i said so how did it all start for you he said you know i was playing football 
Okay. And ultimately, yeah, and ultimately I had a lot of friends playing football that were going out. We were going out. We were blowing a bunch of money. So so I just started asking my friends, hey, instead of blowing all this money, why don't why don't I just start, you know, buying real estate, flipping houses? So why don't you invest with me? So when you have 20 friends, $500,000 each, so you got $10 million. Well, that $10 million turned into $20 million and that $20 million turned into $90 million. Of course. Well, 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 if no one ever gave him the, the $10 million to begin with, he might be just a regular ass Joe, just like everybody else. But guess what? He got money and money provided opportunity. Now he could have lost it too, mm. but hey, he got money. Mm. Sometimes money is what people need. So I want to I want to reach a billion billionaire status mm. so I can financially help people that that I believe you know deserve or 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 you know need the help in order to better society. Mm. Like my goal with Lightspeed is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it because I believe people are failing in life because they don't have the right information. I mean, people are getting divorces because they don't know how to communicate. 100%. They don't know how to you know. The uh, businesses are going out of business because they don't know how to generate leads. Mm. Simple as that. Straight how up. to close them. Yeah. They don't know how to get fired. People start their podcast and it crashes. They don't become successful. They don't become a Joe Rogan. Why? They don't know how to market their podcast. They don't know how to interview. Uh, uh, Dude, out of school. Why? Well, because the parents didn't parent them correctly like mine. Well, my parents probably didn't have good parenting either. So at the end of the day, it's like the lack of information is why people fail. So my thought is there is somebody with the right information on any subject. You want to go fishing in a particular area? Dude, there's somebody that knows that area. Why can't why can't there be a system where I can mm. log in and know exactly how to fish Crater Lake? There's there's no excuses with- now. There's no excuses now though, Brad. I mean, it's, social media really is the equalizer. How cool is it that I can just message you and be like, "Hey Brad, <laughs> here's who I've had on my show. Would you like to come on my show?" You might say no. That's okay. But you said yes, right? Same thing with Pat. I mean, some guys take you know months to get on. Some some are like, cool, I can do it. It's 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 yeah, amazing that you can have that. Go ahead. You know what? You you didn't think. Well, why would he want to be on my show? <laughs> no, man. I I just for me, I'm like, no, I don't I don't ever put myself in that position. You're as temporary as I am. I could give a shit if it's Donald Trump or Barack Obama. I mean, if, if I cut you with a knife, you're going to bleed red. I'm going to bleed red. I don't give a shit about any of that, right? My thoughts are just as valuable. There's a fine line between being a fan person and respect. And for me, I, I always respect uh, hard work. If somebody's at a position that I want to be in, I don't say, oh, my God, you know, shit, shitty me. I, I want to ask the person, how the hell did you do it? I want to learn. I, I just shut up. Two ears, one mouth, right? So for me, that that's how I always navigate, right? And, you know, I know what my audience likes, but, you know, our show, again, and, and you brought the podcasting, I think 97% of podcasts fail. They don't even make it to episode seven half the time, right? Because everybody says, you know, it's fancy. It takes a lot of work booking the guest, right? Then you got to promote it. Everybody doesn't understand the missing piece. You have to market and push this shit, right? And Brad might say, Ryan, you know, maybe he gets off. He's like, Ryan sucked. I'm never, I'm never sharing that guy's shit at all. You, you never know that, right? Have you heard of Evan Carmichael? Two, 2.35 million subscribers, right? We had him on the other day. This guy is the only guy that has an assistant. You know what? His assistant sends a video, unlisted what? YouTube video. How not to suck when interviewing me. 
Don't read a crazy bio. Don't do this. Use our 25 minutes to have fun. It was the most brilliant interview. The guy is so such a perfectionist that he's giving the, the person interviewing him a fail safe. <laughs> right? So well, he's a smart He's a smart he's a smart he's a smart dude, right? He's in Canada and you know, a great talk. But but kind of circling back to you with your end goal being a billionaire, you know, and then reaching back and taking as many people with you, which you already are. I mean, you're giving out content, you're you're interviewing people. What would you say you've learned about yourself and maybe even a weakness since you started actually interviewing people on a show? Because I'm sure you've gotten different perspectives. You never went to school to be an Oprah or, or a journalist or anything like that. I mean, you're you're like, I want to interview people. And I see you, you're at your table, you do your guest prep, they're sitting at the other table. But what is one thing that you kind of, a light bulb went off for you where you're like, holy shit, I would have never thought about this about me prior to interviewing these other people. Because I see you, man. You're using that interview to make them look good, but dude, you're going to school and then you're going to church after. Like I can see it. You you take you're taking all the nuggets along with your audience. So is there any specific points where you've learned about yourself through interviewing other people and your guests? Um Yeah. And I know I you're a showbiz be- guy. <laughs> so I, I know you got the showbiz tendency, right? Because that's what you wanted to do. And you, you got the whole aura of that too, man. I really, I really, I dig your vibe about that. And, and you put it into everything that you do. And you bring up your voice and how everybody says your voice is very calming. Like you're, you're a joker, but you're, you're, you're just an awesome dude, man. I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's entertaining. You're giving me value tainment, literally. Well, number one, hey, I appreciate that because when I started Lightspeed, I said, I want to make, you know, training fun. I yes. even, I even said, coined the phrase entertainment yeah so entertainment i like that yeah when anybody ever says you know they're 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 entertained by my stuff i like that because that's the that's the whole point you want to make it fun well because if i'm not attentive to what you're saying it's it's just gonna simply go out the other ear i mean i'm gonna be bored i'm gonna be putting toothpicks through my you know like i think about school if i had teachers that were like content producers on youtube right now i would have been a fucking genius in grade 12 you know, I would have been awesome because I'm, I'm actually entertained with what you're saying to me. I love learning, but it's got to be in a way that I actually want to listen, right? Yeah, I mean, if I could change anything about myself, I think it would be ultimately to, well, I mean, there's a lot I would change. But the main <laughs> thing from is to listen a little bit more. Like when I'm interviewing people and they're saying something i have so many things going through my head that i think that would put an exclamation point where it should be or or, or i or that makes me think of something else that now that's a that's a, even a better question so I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt a lot and i get a few people i mean a lot, most of my you know listeners they 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 like me so fortunately so so at the end of the day i don't get too much shit for it but i do get people going Damn, I wish this guy would let the person talk. Well, it's it's like, like I will let a person talk. The problem is I have I'm listening. Like I don't even think people are listening to this. Yeah. Like when I'm talking to you and I'm, and I'm interviewing you, I'm not thinking, "Oh, this is a show." You're oh, in it. oh, I need to get good from Ryan so my so my listeners will get value. I'm not thinking that. Yeah. I'm thinking, "Let me talk to Ryan." And real, yeah. real discussions, you step on each other all the time. You cut people off all kinds unless of course and 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 i I say this with reservation you're kind of being um polite let's say and 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 i i i'm polite by nature however i'm also real 
So if you just said something right now, like a minute ago, I think I interrupted you. I was like, yeah, 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 but, but. And the reason why is because if I say it, I'll forget it. Why? Because I got a hundred things going on. So when something comes up and dude, that's important. I got to, and I got to, and I got to get there or I'm just going to be doing this. Hey, Ryan, how, how are you? Welcome to the show today. Listen, let me ask you. So how is your life as a youngster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and listen, listen, I don't really care what you're saying. My job is to let you say it. So I'm not really listening. You know what I'm thinking of next? The, the second question. Mm. That's fantastic, Ryan. Okay, thanks for the information, brother. Hey, listen, let me ask you another question. You know, when you were in college, you yeah. know, what did you think about your professors? And tell me, what was your favorite subject? Yeah. Here, here's the thing, though, and Brad. Then I just, t- okay, you, you, you bring up a great point because when you interview somebody, like the one thing, the one thing I'm entirely proud of of my show and from our audience feedback is, Ryan, you managed to get something different from Brad, and I've seen Brad on 26 other interviews, but he gave you a different interview. For instance, Tim Story. Tim Story is a life coach to Kanye, and fantastic. He's like a life coach, a huge life. Yeah, Tim Story, right? And he said uh, he started giving me a routine a little bit at the beginning. And I said, Tim, with all due respect, I, I don't want to see your other interview. Uh, I've already seen that 26 million times. I really want to get into the mind of, of you. So I said, like, what, what the fuck did you have for breakfast this morning? Holy shit, that interview just turned a corner. And oh, magic, right? So I, I hear what you're saying because you're right. It's uh, You're in the moment, man. Like, you're somebody who, when you interview, you're actually intentionally in there. And you got a 16 different ways you could go. Unfortunately, you only have, you know, 30 minutes to an hour at most. So I, I hear you on that. So you just feel like you should listen a little bit more? If I could, if I could fix a few things, I would, I would say, you know, shut up and listen a little bit more. But again, I'm having a conversation. I'm not, I'm not creating a show, dropping bombs. And by the way, like I couldn't believe, you know, how quickly, like I got a lot of listeners. I know. So yeah, I know. I, I wish I could cuss less and listen more because sometimes <clears throat> It just comes out. I was poorly raised. What do you want? But at the end of the day, it's authentic. And that's why I'm not worried about it. Because if you don't like me, cool. Move on. Mm. Go mm. listen to another one. Don't do me. But I can promise this. If people do listen, they're going to learn a lot of shit. Mm. And they're going to know anything they hear is real. So mm. so some don't want to hear the truth. Some mm. people don't want to hear the, you know, an F-bomb. Now, to me, I don't want to. I don't want to cuss, and I'm and I'm trying to do it less and less. And people are like, "Well, I thought you were being real. I thought you were the real Bradley." Well, dude, cussing doesn't make you real. Mm. Okay, like mm. like actions make you real. My cussing is because I've always been in businesses with, you know, the camaraderie, and you know, I'm automotive, raised automotive. By a, yeah, especially automotive, but <laughs> it, it, I was raised in just a blue collar, you know, family that didn't really give a rat's ass. But here's one thing to anyone that cusses like Gary Vee or all these people, Tony Robbins. You ever been to a Tony Robbins event? <laughs> I have. I have. Yeah. Yes. Smart enough not to cuss on social media, but when you go to his event, dude, you're getting assaulted. Oh. But, but. But, I, but I swear he, that guy's spitting on people half the time. I mean, he's when he's in it, like I'm like, wow, wow, it's intense. 
But here's what I've realized. You're not going to offend somebody because you didn't cuss, but you may offend somebody if you did. So, so with that logic, I'm like, yeah, you know, I should probably cuss less. Why? Well, I don't want to offend people at the end of the day. Well, I thought you didn't care. Dude, being real doesn't mean you don't care, right? Like I don't go to seven-year-old birthday parties with my in my daughter's school and walk in and be like, what the fuck's going on? What's happening? <laughs> hey, why does everybody here blow me? You know, yeah. I don't do that. Why? Well, because you got to know where you're at. Right. Yeah. I'm in a seven year old birthday party. I don't drop one cuss word. Does that make me fake? Does that make me inauthentic? No, it makes me courteous. It makes me intelligent. It makes me, uh, uh, you know, controlled. Mm. So I just wish I had a little more control sometimes. And I wish I listened a little bit better. So when I go through the uh, journey of Bradley, because, you know, I, I kind of make uh, it's weird because some people ask, Ryan, like, how do you pick your guests? Sometimes it's very strategic. Other times it's not. I'll, I'll see a piece of content. It's really interesting because the first piece of content I seen seen with you, I remember I'm like, whoa, he's this guy's lights camera action. And then I'm I'm hearing talk talk talk. But as you go through other interviews, I'm like, oh, you got you got a lot of soft spot in Bradley. You got a lot of softness in there. I, you come across and you got the little you know the the kind of western. Even my wife was like, I said she, she's like he kind of reminds me like the Matthew McConaughey voice or something. Like, is he from Texas or something? Because I, I always ask my wife too. I'm like, I'm gonna interview. I'm like, what do you, what do you think? Because my wife, you know, my wife's awesome. I, I, I'm lucky. But um, and she said, no, I, you know, I, I really like his voice. She's like, I can tell though he's sensitive and he he operates at a high frequency in terms of energy, and that's where you're getting that enthusiasm and that really raw, real perspective. But it's interesting because then I can go in the comments and you got people that look at your content like, oh, you know, okay. But it, it's really it just goes to the insight that people sometimes don't have, right? They kind of take that first intuition. For you, how, the way you are now, have you always been extremely confident, high energy, high frequency? Or if I go back to, you know, Bradley in grade 10, 11, 12, were you a different person? Did you mold into that? Or is this just how you came out of the womb? Well, if you went to grade 11 and 12, you wouldn't have found me because I dropped out in the beginning of the 11th <laughs> grade. So I wouldn't have been there. Um, I've always been kind of uh, uh, the same. Mm. People's people that I, you know, went to high school with see me now. And they're like, dude, you haven't changed one bit. <laughs> and I'm like, in actuality, I have. Because yeah. for the first time I was about 30, dude, I didn't give a rat's ass about anybody except myself. Yeah. Like, dude, I sold you something. It was so I could get a commission. I'd yeah. tell you whatever I need to tell you to get whatever it is I needed to get. And yeah. thankfully, that taught me how to really learn to sell clothes and persuade people. Yeah. However, the ethics was not as, as, as strong from 30 and, and back. And, and again, I wasn't like a criminal out ripping people off, but at the end of the day, I was out, I, I was out for number one, me. Mm. And, and then years old, I kind of helped this kid on accident and without any intention, my intention was to help the kid. And it made me feel good, like crazy. It was like, wow, man, this is like a good feeling. I can do this for people. So then I just said, man, I'm gonna start a training company and help people. And I, and I wasn't thinking, well, I need to help people. I didn't think, well, now I'm, now I want to try this because this isn't working. Mm. I just did it. Mm. And in and, and retro, I realized, cause I got the fortunate uh, honor of working with Zig Ziglar. Mm. He, mm. He's been a client, family, still a client, but, but Zig Ziglar told me one time, the best way to get what you want is to help others get what they want. <laughs> 
Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Classic. And, and I never really understood it, but looking back, I'm like, dude, that's that's when I went from like three, 400,000 a year was the most I could ever make, no matter what I tried. And I tried it all. Mm. I couldn't be 400 grand a year, mm. ever. Mm. And, and I and I figure out why. But as soon as I as soon as I made that switch, is when is when the millions started coming. I would say like I was chasing success until I made that switch, and then success started chasing me. Mm. So at the end of the day, I have changed, and people can change, and that's another falsehood people believe. Oh, people can't change. You know, once a cheater, always a cheater. You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. You know, leopard can't change their spots. Well, first of all, dipshit, I'm not a leopard and neither are you. Mm. Okay. You can change and you better change. The problem is, is most people don't want to change. Did you they're sell? Not, they're not. When you, when you go back, sorry to interject, but did you, when you sell, when, when you sold and started selling, would you say your motivation behind selling was survival? fear or, or goal oriented and do you think those three evolve throughout your sales career or based on what your objective is or does that even make sense in your opinion it's kind of well, an, it's kind of a, a dumb question on purpose so to speak out of those three choices it was probably goal oriented and my goal was to get paid yeah okay like my goal was to get you to say yes so i could get paid otherwise i wouldn't even be talking to you mm. like dude who are like, unless you can help me, bro, why am I even on this damn show? Like, that's, that's, that's what my, I wouldn't have said that <clears throat> yep. back then, but that's how I thought. Like, yep. like th this interaction, believe it or not, dude, this sounds cliche, but I'm not on here to help myself. I'm on here to help your listeners. Why? Absolutely. Well, because if I say one thing that avoids challenge for them or gives them a key to unlock a, a door, dude, then that, that's why I'm on here. So at the end of the day, it's like I switched from worrying about myself to worrying about others. So back in my early sales career, career, it was all about me. Like I mm. wanted to sell you. So I would say those three goal oriented. I, my goal was to get paid. Mm. Fear of rejection. Is it ego based? Meaning, and I know such a basic question, but it, it, to me, it's a, such an important question because when people say, Ryan, I'm scared that somebody says no to me. I feel it's coming from their ego. What do you think, like the, the basis of people saying, oh my God, I'm, 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 a, I'm afraid of rejection. I feel like it comes from their own internal ego. What do you think? I think it's so, well, I think rejection is so ego-based. You know, like when you talk to a humble person, like if, if you say no to me, I mean, I could take it like two different ways. Oh, you know, damn, you know, this and that. Like, it, but right away, I already feel like, well, Ryan, you, you're making it about you. It's, you're making it about your own ego at that point. Whereas... Why don't you put yourself in Brad's shoes? Maybe Brad's busy. Maybe he's doing something. Maybe he's got all kinds of things going on. Let's crack at him again, you know, in two months. Maybe it's a better time for him. Maybe business is tough. You, like, you're, you're, you're using that empathy card. I think ego is so based into sales. And the great salespeople well, I've met, they're just empathetic. Like, they're just, they, there's something about them that's different. I don't know. Well, empathy is, is a key. Uh, trait that I look for when hiring salespeople, but um, ultimately, I think the fear of judgment is is why people, uh, you know, don't achieve a lot. Mm. They're worried about things. And when you when your question is is, is it ego based? I, no, uh, 
uh, I think it's it's self-esteem based. It's it's the lack of confidence based. It's the lack of self-love. In other words, I need your opinion and approval because mine's worthless to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you can call that ego, but what I think I don't think your ego is your amigo. I think your ego was developed to protect the the true you. Of course. And it it's to buffer the true you because the true you uh may not even like you. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm Yeah. So so years of, of procrastinating like if you had a friend and man every time he said he'd come over and help you he didn't show up every time you know he 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 would actually harm you like like literally every time you hung out with this dude you would have problems what would you do i i i just, I, I i respect life and time i'm i'm so brutal with life and time i have so much love and respect for time i'm brutal i disconnect i just disconnect that right away Okay, now what if that person is you? How do you disconnect from yourself? That sends shivers down my spine because <laughs> the empathetic part of me says, "I God, I hope I'm never that person. But, uh, I, I mean, that's self-destruction. I mean, you see that a lot in our society. It's a very common issue. You're the problem. How do you, yeah, so how do you separate from yourself? That's a great question. How do you separate from yourself? My, my answer is you develop an ego. Mm. Hmm. That's a good point. You develop an ego, buffer yourself from yourself. All the mm. things you don't like about all the things that you know are wrong about yourself. You do not want to embrace. You do not want to do anything. So you develop this ego. Mm. And then sometimes people have too big of an ego. You ever see those really egotistical people? They're the most insecure. They're the most 100%. hurt. 100%. Yes. So, so I don't think it's ego based that they fear judgment. I think it's the true you is 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 damaged. It's small, and you mm. have to fix that. And you that with the sacred six. Mm. You don't believe in. That's why you're so worried about other people's judgment because you don't value your own. Mm. Okay, you don't value your. One time I told people, you know, hey, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. That's just a fact. So mm. if you want to make more money, hands. Mm. And they're like, dude, that that's using people. Mm. I'm like, dude, how is it using people? Well, you're only being their friend so you can get something. Mm. Dude, listen, if you if you think leveraging relationships is using people, then you just don't value what you're bringing to that relationship. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah, I don't, I called you and said, hey, Ryan, I need this done, this done, this done. I can do just as much or more for you than you can do for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I value what I can do for you and who I am. And if I and if I take your calls and I answer your texts, dude, you are the one that's in a good position. Absolutely. Now, I also I also believe so am I. Why? Because I value my network. But at the end of the day, I also value myself. Of course. So if I my show, I'd do the same thing you did. I'd shoot you a few texts and be like, bro, do you want to be on my show? And if you said no. I don't give a rat's ass. That's <laughs> your loss. I lost. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. Uh, in your interview with Jordan uh, Belfort, it was interesting because you kind of asked him, like, what's what's your definition of selling? And he said, you know, as a, as a great salesperson, he's like, I really feel like I'm not there to convince. I'm not there to make like a no, a yes. But he's like, I'm there to make a maybe a yes. I'm there to pull you over the line. And he's like, if you're not interested in my product at the time, next. 
And he literally had that thing in your show, next. And he kept saying next. He's like, I'm just going to go to the next person. I'm going to go to the next person. So it, it, I found it interesting because you, you still see a lot of content surrounding of sales of, I'm going to convince you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to flip you. I can sell anything to anybody. And to me, that, that's not true. Because you're not like a great salesperson. Like, are you trying to convince that no to a yes if they don't need the product? Because you you were talking to him about it and you kind of had some some mixed opinions on it too with what he was saying. But he was saying, I'm not trying to convince you to go from no to yes. I'm trying to knock on your door, talk to you, see if you're interested in my product and take you over that fence of maybe. And if you're not that person, I'm going to the next door, next door, next door. What do you think of that? I just thought it was interesting because even for me, it kind of gave me a different perspective on sales. Well, I mean, that's a that's called the numbers game. Like the more hands you shake, the more money you make. It stands true. What he said is true. Now, full However, disclo- full disclosure too, Brad. Just so you know, because I like to be I like to be authentic with my audience and everybody listening here. I was a very big pussy in terms of sales, and I'll tell you why. I just depended on getting as much media attention as I could and content. I own a marketing agency, so I've owned that since I was 24, and I'm 36, and I've done very well. But I literally was petrified to talk to somebody cold. You'd never see me do it. And I used to say things like, oh, you know, I'm all about my inbound, inbound, inbound. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, Ryan, you're kind of scared to to knock on the door. So this this podcasting journey for me has been really interesting because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's full disclosure. I, I'm definitely scared to knock on a door cold. I, I, I'm the guy that would say, I don't want to interrupt them, Brad. What if, like, I don't want to disturb them, <laughs> right? So just so you have the context behind it. Yeah, well, one of the things I teach at Closer School is don't anticipate negativity. Yes. Like, if you're going to knock or oh, my Lord, it's 6 o'clock. They're probably at dinner. They're not going to welcome me. Mm. Man, I'd knock, I'd kick the door in if it wasn't illegal. What's up? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> trust me, you are going to freaking love the fact that I just broke in your door. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, like I'm here, bro. I'm yeah. here. So, yeah. so, so again, I don't sell things that I don't believe in. In other words, I'm not going to approach you and try and sell you anything. I'm going to approach you, try to build a relationship first, yeah, and then and then help you second. Yeah, and by doing that, I'm going to sell you not only what I came to sell you, but more importantly. I'll probably sell your friends, your family, and multiple things over over the term of our relationship. But but when Jordan said, you know, you just move on to the next one. I'm not there to uh, convince you or, or get you from a no to a yes. I am. Okay. If mm-hmm. I believe I can help you, my job is to show you how my product or service can help you because people can't see it on their own. So so I'm going to convince you. I'm going to close you, mm-hmm. and I can teach people how to close anyone and get past any objection. Now. You got to define the word close. To me, the difference between a salesperson and a closer is simple. A salesperson sells you a product or service. So let's say like you came in looking for coffee cups and you left yep. with this one. Mm. Yep. I sold you. But if you if you said no, you don't want it. Well, then I better become a closer or go get one. Because yep. a closer is someone takes somebody from a no to a yes. Mm. Hear me Hear me again. The closer is someone that takes someone from a no to a yes. Mm. So I can teach you how to close anyone, but not as the definition out there in the world. It's not getting the money. That, that's This is a technique. So I'll give you an example. If you want to close anybody or you want to get past any objection, any objection, mm. you just simply move it with a hypothetical so you can identify, isolate, and validate that it's the real one. 
Mm. Too many people are trying to cause an objection that isn't real. Mm. Okay, that's a smoke screen, a lie. You're, 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 you're gonna try and close something that isn't closable. So how do I get you from a no yes? How do I get past any objection? Let's say an objection is when you won't move forward. It's, it's a no. So give me any objection in the world and I'll get you to say yes, watch. Go ahead. Give me any objection. You wanna buy my product? Do I want to buy your product? Uh, no, no, I don't. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready for that right now. Okay. If you were ready, would you buy the product? I, I would, I would think about it. I would think about it given this, given the circumstances and you know, if, if the money's right and the price is right and whatnot. Okay. Well, again, it's a big decision. I would think about it as well. But at the end of the day, if you thought about it and everything was sweet, would you buy it? Uh, oh yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like. I do like the product. I do like the product. I need to know a little more details as to how it's going to work exactly, and if that integrates. But this went from a no to a yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, but you can get past any objection by just simply removing it with a hypothetical. The hypothetical is your is your is your magic dust. Yeah, because it's hypothetical. Yeah. hypothetical Ryan yeah so at the end of the day uh, so so let's go ahead and do business ah, I, need, I need to think about it well you know what are you gonna think about okay that's finding the objection okay that's not that's not what I'm talking about you give me the objection hey I have to get my wife mm. that's the you have to do get you your find, wife okay, do you, do you, you consider why. though when you ask them that question when you say hey what do you have to think about do you feel like you're backing them into a corner or do you feel like you're just trying to figure out what the heck the objection is? And how do you feel that they reciprocate? Meaning, do, do, you, do you feel like they get a little annoyed or they don't know what to say or they get almost a little embarrassed? Like, what do you think is their kind of emotional response to that? Even Depends though they're not saying, even though they're not saying it to you. Yeah. So tonality. Dude, it depends on how you ask it, when you ask it. It depends on, did you follow the step sale? Like, for example... The first step to a sale. Do you have a sales process? What would yeah. you say the first step? Oh, first step. First step to a sales process for me and anything is just simply going out and doing my homework on the said company or individual. Like for me, if I'm going to get a, a prospective list together, I want to make sure that that list is going to coincide with what I'm offering. That's my first step. Well, that's targeting, but but yeah. yes, that's also which is very rare people will acknowledge that the first step to a sales process is preparation. Most people say it's the introduction, the meet and greet. No, it isn't. It's the preparation. Preparation. You know, but at the end of the day, preparation is the first step. Then you're going to have to in make introductions. Then you're going to have to gather intel. Then you build value. So most people, they're not doing these steps. So by the time I say, what are you thinking about? I haven't built the relationship. Mm. I don't know. I, I haven't earned the ask that. Mm. So that's and that's why people are like, well, don't worry about why. But dude, if I'm trying to help you, right? I'm truly trying to help you. And you say you have to think about it. And I say, okay, dude, I'm so, I, I so don't care to help you if I say, okay. My question is, Ryan, that makes perfect sense. But tell me, because I'm really trying to help you. What is it you're thinking about? Why? So mm. I can help you. You know that you're like, when it comes to light speed, people come in here and sometimes they say they got to think about it. Guess what I say? I say, you're going to go think about things and then come back and find out you should have thought about 700 other things. Okay. <laughs> you want me to tell you what you're about? Yeah. Okay. Tell me, do you want me to tell 
tell you what to think about because you you have no clue what you need to think about. Like there's so many things you're not going to think about that you should think about. <laughs> the dude, I'm telling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and what I do is I elevate myself into a into a position of expert. Right. Mm. You want to be the expert, not the salesperson. If I'm selling you something, I'm going to be the expert, not you. Okay, I'm not a salesperson. I don't. I'm not hoping you buy this shit from me. I'm helping you make a decision. That's it. I'm helping mm. you make a decision. It may be a good decision that helps me, but more importantly, it's going to help you. Why? Well, because I'm the expert. So I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to build value in my product or service. But if I found out, dude, my product or service cannot help you. Well then, dude, I'll tell you that it won't help you, and I will move on myself. Mm. And I've done that a few times, a few times, because you know, light speed doesn't help everybody. Yeah. Okay. There's some people that we can't help. Okay. Yep. But but most people, most businesses, most individuals, we can help. So mm. at the end of the day, if I found out I can help you, dude, I'm moving on. Why? Because my job is not to sell you light speed. My job is to build a relationship. And see if I can help you. Mm. So if you if you just quit trying to sell people shit, you'd end up selling them way more shit. Mm. Quit trying to sell them. People are approaching the relationship to sell them, which is mm. then sell, which is about I need a commission. Mm. I need to close Ryan. Why? I need to get paid. I need to make money. This is what I do. You know, if I talk to Ryan, my goal is to get paid, right? But I I don't think that way, dude. And I don't teach people to think that way. I tell mm. them throw that out the. That's old school hammer bullshit. Mm. My job, my job is to build a relationship and freaking see if I can help you. Mm. And and with that, that's why they don't really get offended when I ask, "What is it you're going to think about?" Because I've they've 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 learned that they can trust me. There's a sincerity, mm. uh, or that allows me to ask that question. I build a relationship quickly, mm. and so then when I ask why, they're not offended. But mm. yeah, people be offended if you ask it the right, the wrong way, mm. or at the wrong time. You know, you say you're going to think about it, and I go, "Why? Mm. Why you got to think about it, Ryan? Mm. Mm. Ryan, why you got to think?" Interesting. You know, like, like shit. Yeah, they'll get offended if you say it like that. But if you say you got to think about it, I say it makes sense. It's a big decision. But tell me, what is it you're going to think about? Mm. You know, then they're like, "Oh, I need to think about the price. I need to see if I can afford it, whatever." And then ultimately. Excellent. So if the price, and this is where the hypothetical comes in, mm. if the price was right, would you buy it? Mm. And they're like, yeah, if the price was right, I would buy it. Okay, that's step one. I've identified and isolated and validated the real objection because you'll hear this happen a lot. Hey, uh, what's the problem, Ryan? You say, uh, I got to get my wife. And I say, well, mm. if your wife and she told you to pull the trigger, would you do it? And you're like, well, then I'd probably... It's because, dude, that's not the only reason, and it's yeah. not the main. Ah, find it. Yeah. And next time you start this in, a, in an actual situation, you'll see. You know, and then sometimes they'll say yes. Well, guess what? That's my point. I just got you from a no to a yes. Then there's the next step. Yeah. And if you can put all steps together, you'll close three to five times more deals than you're closing today. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I like that level of credibility. I, I asked Patrick with David this question. I said. Do you think somebody needs to go and build a business and, you know, truly say, hey, I built a successful business and then start putting out material around business success or which a lot of people do is they go read books and they start putting out content. 
and they've never ever built a business. And there's lots of those kind of people on the internet. And he said, you know, the first question I like to ask people is, how much money did you make pre-content, meaning pre-doing content? Do you think, what do you think about that opinion? Do you have to have a business to put out, you know, what your thoughts are, what your quote-unquote expertise is? Do you feel there's a lot of misinformation, you know, spiraling on the web? I mean, 1% of the users on the internet are creating, I don't know, over 90% of the content, literally. So when I go on YouTube, if I'm talking about business or entrepreneurship, I'm going to see the same 20 to 30 names keep popping up, popping up, popping up. The ones with the mass numbers. Yeah, but they're just better marketers, that's all. True. What do you think of that, though? Is there a level of, of credibility you think there needs to be some credibility before somebody basically starts flapping their gums <laughs> for lack of better words it just depends on what they're flapping their gums about like again dude if i told you listen patrick bet david taught me blankety blankety blank yeah well then dude you should definitely listen but if i said if i said i'm gonna teach you how to build a you know 10 figure company and i've never built one don't listen yeah like i can't even build figure company how the hell am i going to teach you how to do it <laughs> yeah absolutely no absolutely there is such a thing as listen i've read a million books and this is what the taught me well yeah you should listen you should always listen and take in information you you, you determine it based on a lot of factors but if i saw someone online that was giving out information making claims that hey listen this is what andrew carnegie uh did to get rich and most people say it's Carnegie. No, it isn't. It's Carnegie. Like, for example, did you know his name was Carnegie? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, did I didn't. No. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Look it up. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. You're thinking of Dale Carnegie, which is Carnegie. Okay, Andrew Carnegie, one of the richest men to ever live. It's Carnegie. That's that's how you pronounce his name. So here's what Carnegie believed. Okay, you should be listening. Right? Because, dude, now you don't have to go read all the books I did to learn what Carnegie did or what Carnegie believed. 100%. See the difference? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There are fraudsters on the internet that are making claims like, you know, give me a thousand dollars and I'll show you how to do X. But they've never done X. They've, they're simply getting money for you from you because they know a lot of people want to do X. Yes. I wouldn't listen to those people because they've never done X. But on the on the other hand, there are people on the internet giving good information that have mm. not that have followed it. Like, mm. dude, I'll give you a lot of good advice that I haven't followed myself. Yeah, you know, like like bottom line, you shouldn't drink. You shouldn't drink alcohol. It's bad. Period. End of story. It's poison. It's there's nothing good about it. You shouldn't drink it. Mm. But I'll go have a cop. I'll get I'll get freaking shit face sometimes. But <laughs> why don't I follow that advice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You said the same thing about dude, smoking too. You, you you had an interview or something. You brought up smoking. You're like, I don't get why people smoke. It's the worst thing ever you could do, and yet people go and smoke, smoking in droves. Do you have a hey, hey, listen? And I know we're gonna wrap up soon here. I know we're gonna wrap up soon here, Brad. But do you have any guilty pleasures? Is there anything out there? I'm trying to figure out inside your mind a little bit. Is there? Do you eat candies at crazy? Do you like salt and vinegar chips? Is there anything just quirky about you? <laughs> Bring it something out. Oh, the Cohiba. Oh, it's so. Oh, it looks. It looks moist from here, man. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like cigars. Um, 
I think that's probably the, the, the guiltiest pleasure is, yeah. you know, puff on a nice car here and there. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people that firmly believe if you don't live while you're living, mm. okay, you're going to regret mm. Like live while you're living. But mm. like, well, you know, those could kill you. Those could kill you. So could mm. going home today. Mm. Okay. So could eating ice cream. So mm. could, so could the, the radio fall into your bathtub. Like, dude, live while you're living okay? mm. or you're going to live while you're living. What makes it different? Your your time is valuable, obviously, right? You know, calendars rule everything around you. It's the Wu-Tang song, right? Cream. Um, what do you think for you? How do you assess who you give your time to? I mean, if a podcaster reaches out, for example, right? I'm sure you get lots of reach outs. How do you define, hey, I want to do that show? I'm, I mean, I know I know from your heart you'd like to say yes to everything, but how, how do you define your time? How does how does somebody do that? And I guess, you know, what, what takes somebody on, in your audience or fan base from you know fan person to like man that person really wants to give me some value how do you assess that how do you assess the takers from the oh this person's really into what i'm doing and and they show support etc i don't really pay attention to that like i said i came on cast with one intention hopefully i can help some people but if i saw that this was episode two or (laughs) yeah I thought you had uh, nobody listening. Well, then I would decline the podcast. Why? Well, because I'm not here to freaking help you. I'm here to help Matt. <laughs> so <if> you... <laughs> That's called coaching and consulting, and you just write me a check. There you go. There you go. No, I like that. Um, and I, I, again, foods, fashion, you're into fashion. What, what's your inspiration from fashion? What does fashion mean to you? It's funny because a lot of these high productive people, they, they're saying they're, they get stressed out about figuring out what to wear in the morning and what kind of clothes to put on. I'm not even kidding you. You hear Patrick McDavid the other day, he talked about the fact that his most stressful part of his day was because he had to figure out what to do with his hair, right? I was telling my wife because my wife is Middle Eastern. He's Middle Eastern. I said he's got to stop trying to do his hair like like Elvis Presley and, and and understand that he's got curly hair. It's in the DNA. He's going against the grain right now. I got you tell Pat that right from the the mouth. So for you, what is fashion? What's inspiration for you? It's and you're big on character. I can tell that you're big on how you present yourself too. Well, if I were Patrick, I'd go back to the the the, the, the crew. <laughs> That's hilarious. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't look right with that with that boof, bouffant. He looks cooler. <laughs> he looks cooler from a badass in, in with a crew cut. Now, I, I said that to make one point. No matter what he does with his hair, Ryan, someone's not going to like it. Yes. You understand yes. that? You understand yes. that? Okay. Yes. So, so, listen to me. People are always not going to like something you say something you do something you wear Mm. so guess what don't this is my opinion don't worry about other people's opinion other people's opinion of you is none of your business Mm. you look in the mirror you be comfortable you be happy that's my opinion of fashion like right now i've got i've got freaking some some these little gucci (laughs) shoes right oh i like it the nice whites. These are comfortable, right? Yep. But I'm also wearing like midnight blue Lacoste and just a pair of blue jeans. When and I, you, oh, know, you got your watch on too, though, Brad. No, no, no. You're color coordinated, man. I can tell. You got the watch on. You oh, thought I, about 
You thought about this outfit a little uh, bit, man. Come on. With the core. <laughs> you want, you want to you know, know why? Because I, I look at you and I, I'm calm. I, I'm not seeing any, like, off color or off tone. I, I, li- I like the look. And Anybody who's got the white Gucci sneakers, come on, man. You know. Good shoes means you're going somewhere. Good watch. I accented it with the white on the watch. I love it. I love it. But listen, I love it. I, I am, I am definitely coordinating. But but when you, whenever you see me dress the way I dress, I can tell you right now, it's for me, not for you. Yes. Like uh, sometimes, sometimes I wear a, a button down, you know, dress shirt, but yeah. I always put the collar stays so the so the so the collars pop. Okay. I, I don't wear any shirt that has buttons right here. I wear cufflinks. Uh, okay. Okay. I wear. I wear a pocket square with any sports coat. Yes. Okay. I do match. My belt matches my shoes nine times out of ten. Okay. Um, so I've got my fashion sense. However, my biggest superpower is basically I don't give up yes. what people think. Dude, if I walk in and flip flops to a meeting and someone doesn't like it, well, then they shouldn't be in my meeting. Yeah. If they're like, wait. You're here to meet with me. Okay, well, if I walk in and flip-flops and you don't like it, decline the meeting and I'll <laughs> flip-flop my ass back out. <laughs> I love it, man. I'm a big sock connoisseur, so my business card is actually a sock, Brad. So you'll respect the hustle. It's it's dirty on the tips. Uh, my last dude, question to you. Socks sorry? Are, dude, socks are high. Yes, they are. But I have to admit to you, man, I I am an I do not like socks. Like I I love socks, but I don't wear socks a lot lately. I love that barefootedness. It's the island style. I don't know, man. Even a nice pair of loafers and dress pants or some ripped jeans. It's all good. Uh, last question to you: How can I be of service to you, my friend? Um, send me ten million dollars. <laughs> okay, I'll try my best. I'll tr- I'll try my best. Whatever value I can bring I to you, though, I'm here to serve. I appreciate that's that. How you, that's how you, how you become valuable. Cause money to come my way. Cause money. I like that. That's a great answer. That's a great salesperson answer, too. That's the be- That might be the best answer to that question we've had, too. I appreciate that. Dude, it's just the truth. It is the truth. I appreciate that. Uh, just uh, Again, just please plug, and uh, we'll put all your links and everything like that in the show, of course. But uh, how can people find you? What are you about? Where can they go? you got an awesome Instagram page. You're putting out content on the daily. So how can people reach out to you? If, I, if it's not Instagram, it's probably not even me, okay? Like Facebook, I have it, but I don't, I don't manage Facebook. Like I'll glance at it once in a while. It's Instagram 100% for me. If, if uh, you want to chit chat, DM me, it's always me responding. Um, I usually respond to everybody, but uh, you know, if it depends, if, I, if you need to train people better, make a bunch of money online selling courseware, that's what we specialize in. Go to Lightspeed VT, but just Google Bradley, just make sure it's L E A. A lot of mm. people say, is that Lee? And I say, only if you drink Tia. <laughs> I like, I, like, I like that a lot. You know what's interesting? I like that you do your own Instagram, and I could kind of tell it was you just by based off the wording. A lot of people, they don't do their own Instagram. They got all, all these handlers. And I know social media is time-consuming, and your time is valuable. But, man, it's really nice when the actual person you're, you're following is that person, so to speak, right? Well, I do. Again, I do have help. See, so what I yep. do is I have a camera on me yep. eight, eight hours a day. Whatever I yep. say, whatever I do, if you call my phone... You better say, hey, uh, 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 let's make this private. 
Because if you call my phone in the middle of the day, ten times, nine times out of ten, there, there's a camera on me. So I take that footage and I drop it onto a drive. The, my, my team goes through the drive, looks through the eight hours, and decides, they decide what's funny and what's not. I said, I don't have time to figure out what's good and what's not. So just you decide what's good, what's not, and then put a headline on it and freaking drop it. Or mm. give it to me and I'll, and I'll drop it. But at the end of the day, I do have a team that helps me create the content. Of course. But, but nobody responds as me. And obviously in my stories, I have to be the one in my stories. because Of course. You know. So I do have assistance. If I didn't have assistance, dude, my, my Instagram would not be as, as good as it is. Yeah. <laughs> trust, uh, trust me. You want to see what it would be like without my team? Scroll down to the beginning. Where like 40, <laughs> you know, where views. That's me by myself. Oh man, I appreciate it, uh, Brad. I appreciate you. Uh, I cannot uh, thank you enough for your time, man. You're you're awesome. I hope to chat with you many many times in the future. You know where to find me. I know where to find you. But uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Likewise. Nice meeting you. You too. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to the show. I know you're going to love Brad. If you have not already checked Bradley's content out, like I opened up with introducing, saying, hey, you must be sleeping under a rock. He's a big version of an amazing child that has curiosity that has now grown into a great man with great fashion sense. Brad, over and out, my man. I love you. (laughs) Peace. Take care, man.